Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Hiya, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm good. We're back on the back on the Zooms this week, aren't we? Yeah, here we are, 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed our 100th episode. Um, it was a, an exciting one to put out there. And um, yeah, here we are, 101. It's just a new era, a new decade, century. <laughs> <laughs> Don't attempt maths. Okay, I will stop. I will stop. Stop ever trying. Uh, yeah, how are you? What have you been up to? Oh, you know me, always moving and shaking. Um, actually, I've been doing the opposite. Um, I was struck down by the super cold TM um, earlier last week, which is why we did not record because it would have been a hot mess for me and probably for you by extension. And it was so weird because, you know, not to like, I know we always go into our like gripes that we have about, you know, when we have a cold or when we're not us. well. Us, um, gripes. <laughs> gripes and us, never. <laughs> But um, it was very, very weird because, um, you know, I have been hashtag blessed to have not had a cold since 2016. And it was very weird to me. Um, Very strange. And it was um, it was an unpleasantly novel experience. So, yeah, I was struck down last week and then um, basically treated getting better like it was my job. Like, that's how I did it when when I when yeah. I got ill as well I was like I am getting well now um, yeah. yeah 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 it's the grapes it's the ginger shots it's the paracetamol every four hours it's <laughs> you know the honey and the lemon it's the turmeric it's the turmeric so, yeah absolutely. you know it was it was all of those things it was 12 hour sleeps so um it makes me very grateful in those moments that I don't have any children because the thought of being ill in that scenario it's oh, just yeah. not the one I just want to watch clips and sleep <laughs> I watched so many clips. God, you must have watched so many clips because, like, you're a, you're a, you know you're a, you're a clipper anyway. Um, yeah. But, uh, when you're ill, I can imagine you must have got through so many clips. Like, I watch so much TV that now I just can't be asked to watch like TV anymore. Yeah, my my appetite for clips remains unsatiated always. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a lot of clip action. Um, but what? Um, what went before that was a very busy week. We um, went to see the Nowhere Inn, which we talked about on the last episode. And we went to see our absolute angel and goddess that is self-esteem. That feels like another lifetime ago, pre-Super Cold TM. Um, any any reflections or musings on the best concert of our, our lives? <laughs> yeah, our, our Lord and Saviour. Um, yeah, it was as ever incredible and um I feel like each time we see her she just gets more and more fun like I not that any of them have not been you know what I mean like this is like very high levels and then even higher and higher like my god just like and I love I love that she's still to at this point you know she's really successful doing really well but still like she she can't believe when like everyone's singing along to certain songs and stuff like and she's just laughing her head off and like she's like oh I need to stop laughing like because she's just like losing it and it's that's so like such a nice thing to sort of like be a part of I don't know it feels really like um great and nice and it's such a collective gig experience love it so much and yeah it feels very community spirit yeah and my favorite thing is when she goes oh it's such a laugh yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, yes, was, that was fab, wasn't it? Yeah, it was stunning. Um, lots of, you know, shouting and uh, I think like 
love to go to a gig where um I know every single word every song <laughs> yeah that was like as soon as we started our friend Anna was like someone's learned the lyrics yeah <laughs> Like, and we they, had they've just I've not even learned them they just are part of me like yeah it made me think about do you remember when like um so obviously showing our age but do you remember when like you'd get a new cd and then you'd take out the sleeve and like study the lyrics like yeah. pre-internet and pre any of those bits to be like I must like me and the lyrics must be one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so it kind of like felt like that but yeah actually didn't try just listened to it 800 billion times so that's very stunning and the first sort of um gig that I feel like I've gone to where I've really like participated with Reckless Abandon sort of uh, post-COVID so very nice time yeah good yeah it was really great and you know we get to see her again in March so that's stunning stuff for us so yeah yeah keep forgetting about that and yeah and also we um supporting was um who's been on the podcast before sophie alpin i think we um reposted our episode with her um at the time and they've released a new single called singapore so you can check that out on spotify or on youtube um as well so everyone's just making moves what can we say people are doing bits and on the subject of being you know out there in the world doing bits what are you living and longing for this week lucy so i'm living for i think this was last week that it actually happened but um i just thought it was so great um did you see that um lorraine came out uh on lorraine kelly like did some like trans rights on telly so um she was interviewing someone who's gender critical and um and and basically was like well I can't remember the exact wording but basically was like yeah well I just don't agree with you and um, I actually do think that you know trans women are women and trans men are men so like uh you're you're wrong and like why why do you think that you're being like deplatformed when you've had like a thousand interviews off the back of like this so you're actually not being silenced are you You're, you're fine um and just like was so great and it's like really um I feel like it's a really banging thing to have like people who are just like in the very sort of like middle road like media um who are you know supporting trans rights um and speaking up for for trans people um on like you know daytime telly like that's a really important and great thing so I'm absolutely living for it very very pleased to see it yeah I completely agree I mean I'm sure I've spoken about this on the podcast before but I am a big Lorraine Kelly stan unsurprisingly um absolutely love her and also just props for being an unparalleled consumer professional of live tv which is like one of the hardest things that you can do and you know gathering all of your thoughts on all of these like um hot hot button topics are quite hard given you know you have a very mainstream audience and you have all these eyes on you and you know props to her for for doing that under what is probably quite a lot of pressure so um we love that for her and also obsessed with her on Gogglebox um and she is obsessed with champagne which we love and she's always having champagne with her daughter just watching Gogglebox so um she's a great one for that um yeah obsessed with that what are you longing for this week Lucy? And then what I'm longing for is it's been a longing for, no, actually it hasn't been a longing for, but we have discussed this on the podcast before, but now that it is, you know, the date is in sight. uh, And when I say date, I do mean you and me going on a date to watch House of Gucci. (laughs) That's right. It's when this call comes out, uh, no, this poll come out, it'll be like, it's like next week, right? Or like end of this week, next week, whatever. um, But yeah, it is time 
it is time for House of Gucci and I just cannot wait I think I think we're just gonna completely lose our minds and just die a thousand deaths and just be like quoting it for the rest of our lives you know that kind of thing so I'm dead yeah I have already died like between 75 to 100 deaths um in the run-up to House of Gucci just the mere thought of House of Gucci just the father-son House of Gucci (laughs) um all of the clips we've watched all of the kind of associated media we are ready to go for the campus most lady gaga centric experience of the year so it's very much within our um within our wheelhouse within our venn diagram of shared interests so um yeah very excited that is also my longing for absolutely unsurprisingly perfect so great um yeah really cannot wait for that uh romantic night for us uh, at the cinema um and (laughs) what are you living for (laughs) Well, um, what I'm living for um, this week is just a bit of soft narcissism because, you know, why not? It's uh, it's my uh, Monday too. And what I will say is what I'm living for this week is my name in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> this is like uh, been doing the rounds on the social medias, hasn't it? Like, is it on Instagram? It's one of those things. What are they even called? I don't like those things that are now a thing where you get like, it's like a question. I like one. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done one before. This is my first one that I did today. So um, I felt very of the zeitgeist. Um, I think it's like a sticker. Is it a sticker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it just asks you to like show your name on Urban Dictionary. And I was like, oh, I wonder what the Urban Dictionary says about me. Well, the Urban Dictionary has only glowing reviews for Olivia's. So um, I've got a beautiful personality. I've got eyes that shine unlike any other um i'm super attractive but also very smart and hard working um a genuine genuine concern for everyone and my favorite bit is when um it's used in a sentence wow i think i just saw an angel walk by no that was just olivia <laughs> <laughs> so i live and long for that oh and the second um use in a sentence is what's a synonym p- for perfect person two olivia <laughs> to be honest so though- obviously Olivia, it's not wrong. You know, those are completely truthful facts about you, about people called Olivia specifically. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, So, yeah, I I looked through several definitions and I posted them all in um, what is a true act of narcissism. And I'm not sorry. Um, I just felt like it was something I had to do. And I did it. So, yeah, obsessed with myself is what I say. Yeah, that's what I'm living for. You do. Um, do. I will. Um, Yeah, so they're all of the bits. So on with the show and over to the news desk. What is the news um, hot off the press this week, Lucy? Yeah, so um, just a little bit of news today, some nice positive news, um, which was that um, a few days ago um, it was announced that uh, health chiefs have given the green light for revolutionary treatment by injection every two months for uh, people with HIV. So they will not have to have a daily, uh, you know, like oral pill um, anymore eventually and will be able to instead take have a jab every two months which is a huge step forward and is very safe and is a great like uh leap forward in terms of hiv like uh you know for people living with hiv uh and i just think that is stunning and we love to see it we love to see uh things that are positive in the queer like health um queer queer medicine um and yeah like because you know often not not prioritized so it's nice so sorry is that a preventative like prep or is it for people who already have hiv it's for people it's for people who are living with hiv okay 
so yeah but um it's very revolutionary and very great and you know it's just uh, some nice positive news so that is uh, my little bit of news from the news desk Lovely. Other bits of positive news that have come in are a couple of queer weddings on the horizon. So and we've got Christian Stewart. She's getting married. Um, she's been very much in the in the news um, after Spencer and all of the Oscar buzz around that. So she is getting married to her girlfriend and also Mary Lambert off of I Can't Change. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, she's getting married as well. And I just oh, really? think cute for all of us um and also on the subject of Kristen Stewart I think we've probably talked about this in one of our groups but the most exciting thing is actually not Spencer and it's the fact that she is developing a gay ghost hunting reality tv show which is set to be quote a paranormal romp in a queer space honestly like that is you know that's all I ever asked for so (laughs) finally finally but is it like a is it like a like a reality show not like a not like a fiction like not like a narrative like fictionalized show it's like a full-on like she she's going to be hosting people to try and find gay ghosts or gay people finding ghosts (laughs) well lucy let me head to the wyoming tribune and i'll tell you what the facts are please please do a ghost hunting reality show and as mentioned she describes it as a paranormal romp in a queer space and she's quoted as saying gay people love pretty things so we are aiming for richness i'm i'm obsessed that is wild i'm very very intrigued as to what that's actually going to look like when it when it comes down to it so um yeah we 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 long for it uh we live love and long for that definitely so what have you been watching uh, or reading or listening to in, uh, you know, this bit of time? You know, obviously you've been ill, you watched all the clips, but uh, I assume you've also, you know, seen some other things or listened to some other stuff in that time. What Tell, tell us what's been going on. Well, for my sins, I have got embroiled in watching Tampa Bay's, <laughs> which is the new, um, like, queer reality tv show that is um mainly about women living in tampa florida and all of their very many trials and tribulations within their um quite problematic and toxic friendship groups (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's really like not the best but it's it's true it's true car crash reality tv and um it's it's very itself and let me put it this way I'm not going to be moving out to Tampa to um to get involved in this anytime soon because it it's very stressful it's very stressful no one can have a party without every single person falling out but they do play a lot of like organized softball which seems quite a fun time um but yeah it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot of drama and not a lot of like not a lot of processing, which doesn't seem doesn't seem that queer to me. It's just like <laughs> a lot of people being really angry with people in Ubers. So that's like the main the main crux of Tampa Bay's. Um, so if you're into that, then watch it. If not, then carry on with your life and you'll be yeah. absolutely fine. Um, so that's what I've been doing um, for better or for worse. Um, I also went to see, and um, we were just talking about Kristen Stewart, I went to see Spencer um, at the cinema um, when that came out last week. And um, I know that it, it's, it's been quite divisive, that film. Um, I personally really like it. 
I think that there's been so much, um, so many films and so many TV shows and books and just sort of media in general about Princess Diana that, you know, to see something that kind of like follows her story in a way that is quite sort of um, chronological and um, sort of, I don't know, paced in a similar way to The Crown, felt like it's already been done in in a sense and so I was like you know if if we're going to go over this territory which has been trodden over so many so many times let's like do something different and let's say something different and I think that I think that it definitely did that it's really it's really dark it's sort of like funereal like it's quite it's quite oppressive it's very sort of ghost-like it 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 watches like a ghost story um Maybe it's quite kind of the, haunting. That's what that's where she probably got the uh the impetus to want to do the, the, the ghost show, right? Probably. It's all making sense. Yeah. It's it all, all just a beautiful circle of life. Um and yeah, I I like that they approached it in that way because I think that it won't be for everybody. I don't think that I think if you're looking for something with, you know, all of the like glitz and glamour of the crown, you're not really gonna find it in this. It's very sort of um oppressive and small and I don't know like it feels very sort of like cloying and um uncomfortable but I think that it's supposed to feel like that and it's it's doing that job to sort of make a statement about um you know her state of mind and what was going on at the time for her and what what the conditions felt like and there was these sort of of um, instances of of sort of the supernatural coming in and it wasn't exactly um you know this sort of like linear um experience and you know I think that that was you know meant to be evocative of what of what she was going through at the time and I was a bit worried about how how Christian Stewart would perform obviously you know you worry because not that I don't think that she's a good actor I, I do but it's more that she is so herself in my mind would I be able to divorce her from this character who's also this massive um this massive character in her own right will will I be able to suspend my disbelief I suppose and I think maybe in like the first 20 minutes I was just like oh it's Kristen Stewart oh it's Kristen Stewart in a wig but then um oh like she's doing an accent and you know like sometimes you can get really in your head about that and not really like engage with it and I think I did that for maybe like the first 15 minutes but then after that I was really I was quite sold on it and I thought she did a good job so I would recommend it but I think that if you are looking for something that tells more of a straightforward narrative and sort of covers the bases then wait for the new series of The Crown is what I will say about right. that. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I intend to watch it at some point. I'm very intrigued by it. It's had I've seen a lot of, you know, chat around it. So I always like to watch any film that has loads of chat around it so that I too can have an opinion. So <laughs> um, yeah, I will uh, I will watch it at some point, um, be it in the cinema or when it comes to a streaming service or something like that. But um, And also more importantly, there is um, a queer storyline. Is there? There very much is. To tell. Well, I don't. I don't want to like Prince, do a spoiler. Is it? No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to do a spoiler. But basically, there is um, a queer storyline, and it is presented in a way that is like this sort of shining light in this quite oppressive situation, and it is put forth as this really sort of positive joyful part of the story and um nothing really like 
nothing really comes of it but that's not really the point the point is how it's received and what it's trying to say and it's a reminder of the importance of love when you are keenly feeling the absence of it I would say so um that that's what it does so I thought I am pleased about that um, nice yeah that's great really good news I'm intrigued by that I didn't know that at all so yeah that's I I will look forward to uh that element of it so uh yeah great good little uh queer watch there on um Spencer so that's good to know um yeah is that uh I've I've been to the cinema as well I went to see Dune on opening night which was like very exciting because I haven't been to, haven't been to cinema for like an opening night film for like so long, and it was absolutely rammed. It was like so it was so like the magic of the movies. Like everybody was. Oh, there. I love that. Really, yeah, it was so sweet. Like I haven't done that for so long, and it was really fun. Um, it was just before I got um super ill, so I was I had a, this horrid head cold, which was actually a bit annoying because like couldn't really like fully experience the like uh soundscape of it all which is like one of the main like plus points of the film um so yeah I mean I I explained to you was it yesterday or the other day that uh I've 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 been very of June recently so um (laughs) no you actually said so your thing is Olivia I'm of June so when she was trying to explain the sci-fi universe and her relationship to it so just so the listeners know um officially Lucy Cecil is of June and I said that, that that should be your um, Handmaid's Tale name. Should you find yourself in Gilead, um, you can be off June. I'm off June. Yeah, I'm off June. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always known June, but I've never like fully engaged with it until this year. I read the book and then watched the Lynch film. And then, which, by the way, it's the campest thing in the world. So if you want something high camp, well, it's probably the campest thing in the world until House of Gucci. And then maybe that will take over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I'll let you know um but that is like such a wild hilarious film to watch like a really good like you know uh watch with your mates and laugh loads at so I can highly recommend that and then I went and saw the new one um the, the jury is out um for me on it because I feel like I need to see it again with a clear head um and I have just a lot of feelings about it which are really nerdy and I'm not going to go into because uh, that's not what this podcast for because this podcast is is cool like because we're cool right so <laughs> but um yeah but uh, I enjoyed it but I also think it wasn't as good as I thought it would be and that kind of disappointed me um and I kind of I kind of expected to leave obsessed and wasn't and like that I you know maybe that's just what being an adult is <laughs> I know, but that is disappointing because if there's one thing that we love, it's to be obsessed with a lot of things. So exactly. I love to be obsessed. And like, I, I, I often though with like films and, um, specifically films or like telly of like things that I think I'm going to love, I usually like won't get my hopes up because, uh, I've learned not to. Um, and then with this, I, I just let myself get a bit carried away with, thinking it was going to be like I'd be obsessed with it and then and then wasn't and was like oh yeah, yeah. um but yeah I want to see it again and uh see but it's still still great but I just think it's not uh I don't know there's some things wrong with it um but yeah uh yeah so I went to see that and 
yeah i mean what uh what i've also i have but it's, i mean it's not particularly queer in any way i mean at all <laughs> but uh you know it's a weird spacey thing and you know there's queerness in space space in is queer intrinsically yeah. and inherently exactly. so that's fine exactly um yeah but i did watch the other day on netflix um i was just like wanted something just to like have on it might have been when i was ill but i watched um this film called handsome devil which um is about like a kid at this like boarding school and he's gay and then his like roommate moves he gets like a new roommate and there's like a sort of like sort of romance there kind of thing it's set in ireland and um it's it's the, the way I would describe this film is it's fine. <laughs> like there's it's not like bad. It's like quite sweet. Um, it's got Andrew Scott in it, and obviously we always love to see Andrew Scott. Um, and it's he just hits every time. He he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he plays their sort of like the you know the English teacher who inspires. Oh God, what a casting! <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch this. And to be honest, it's worth it for him just um, him okay the, the like the kids like it's kind of like okay yeah it's a bit twee and it's a bit but if you want that kind of thing just like a sort of like sunday afternoon movie um it's got some queerness you know there's some um f- there's some fun bits uh and it's a bit like cringy but like in that you know teenage way and stuff um then yeah, yeah and if you want to see andrew scott being stunning then uh yeah you know I, I would I recommend do. it yeah exactly do you know what when 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 you first said the title of the film handsome devil do you know the first thing that i thought of no what the first thing that came to mind is like what this would be about and like the image that it um invoked was none other than lord shagai <laughs> that's who i saw in my mind oh eye. my god God, we haven't talked about Lord Shagai in so long. Aww. I know. If, you, if you're an OG listener, then then you'll know. But if not, go back to our episode, which features that in the title, and then you'll get to know. I think it's like episode two or three. Um, well, it's episode it? six, Lord Shagai and 20 Years of Queer as Folk. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's a good one. That sounds great. I'm yeah. going to listen to that while I cook my tea. Oh, yeah. Go on. Um, <laughs> what are you having? <laughs> Um, I think I really can't be bothered. So I think I've got some curry that I've like frozen in a previous more productive life. So maybe yeah. I'll have that. What are you having? I don't know. I think I'm going to eat some pasta because I also can't be bothered. And that's the only thing I can make myself do today on this day when I'm very tired for reasons. So yeah, um, I will just be eating pasta because that's what I always do. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so that's what I've watched. Have you... Um, any books? Any book recs? Um, I haven't really been um, reading a massive clip. I've really just been reading um, the books in our book club. So I read um, a book recently um, called The Ten Loves of Mr. Nishino, and that is by Hiromi Kawakami. And um, it's sort of 10 short stories that are linked together. And it, it tells the story of 10 loves that this man called Mr. Nishino um, experiences throughout his life. And they're not necessarily in order, and but they all sort of connect together in some way. And through this vehicle of the story sort of tells you about who this person is and was. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's quite, it's quite sort of philosophical. It's quite sort of 
sad in a way and it talks about sort of how you can fall in love with people who are ultimately quite unknowable and what that means and it's quite sort of nuanced and it's quite sort of gentle but it's a bit sad in that sort of sort of telling and um yeah it it talks about all of the loves that he experiences from being you know a teenage boy to um when he when he dies basically and I thought it was a really beautiful book and um I haven't read a book quite like that ever before um so yeah I would I would recommend it but it doesn't it doesn't really follow a kind of story or a narrative. It's just sort of what you, what you take from it and um, how you sort of perceive this character. Um, so I, I, I did enjoy that. And then um, previous to that, we both read, well, you didn't actually read all of it, but we both read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo um, by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is a queer book. Um, sort of um and it is about this sort of wealthy hollywood woman who wants to tell her life story um and through it you find out that she has like hidden a secret that she is queer and we didn't really agree with it did we yeah i yeah to put it lightly (laughs) that's why i didn't finish it um i kind of refused to continue reading it because i just couldn't get on board with it uh in terms of its sort of style and um, et cetera. So I just sort of decided that life was too short. Um, and what, what I actually did instead, and I'll just say this quickly, is I was like, life's too short. What I'm gonna do instead is reread a book <laughs> that I know is great. And I reread Hot Milk, which is obviously we talked about on the podcast before, just the best fucking, the best fucking book ever. So yeah, yeah I was very it- pleased with that. And never, a, never a mistake, never yeah, a mistake to, to reread that. Yeah, it was, um, I, I kind of thought that it would be a quite, you know, a sort of easy read queer beach vibe book and it just wasn't. And I don't think that it, um, I don't think that it said the right, it gave, it gave the right messages and the first person perspective was really sort of strange and, um, I just couldn't buy into the character and her motivations. And it was really sort of like clunky and a bit depressing, but obviously books can be depressing and stories can, you know, depict characters who do the wrong thing. So I'm not saying that that is a thing that can't happen in books, but I guess I just didn't see the point um, of a lot of it. Um, Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, we've spoken about this off mic and I don't really like to, um, go on about books that I haven't enjoyed because I haven't written a book so who am I to you know put that out there but I do think when it comes to queer representation and that it's such a high profile book and you know people might be interested in reading it um just maybe know that going in if you want to spend 6.99 and so that that's that's all I'll say on that um yeah and other than that I am rereading and I read this ages ago but I'm rereading it again um all about love by bell hooks um I don't know if have you read that oh yeah no I know that book um I've got it I just haven't read it yet yeah, um, it's 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 really good, and um, you know, it was written a while ago, but still, I think stands the test of time, and it explores love in um, its many forms, and um, 
you know, out of the context of relationships, within the context of relationships, um, how we sort of move through the world in the context of love. And um, it's it's quite short. I think it's like 250 pages or something. Um, but there is a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in those pages. So um, I've been reading that through my borrow box because um, love to do that. And if you don't know what borrow box is, if you've got a library card, you can do it. Just get the app and you'll have a great time. You can have some audio books on there. You can have some eBooks on there. So it was one that I um, read a long time ago and I sort of wanted to go back to it from, I had a conversation with my friend about three years ago who was reading it and she was like, oh, please read it. And then I was like, oh yeah, I will. But I didn't realize that it, it had been three years and in my mind it had been about three months. And I was like, oh, I'll read that book. But time is a strange thing so I'm reading that at the moment but it's you know it's a kind of pick up put down sort of sort of situation but um yeah have you been reading anything um no I've gotten to a bad a bad reading rut um and finding it hard to uh concentrate on anything really uh so I haven't been able to read um but uh I've got my my pile is getting bigger again so I will hopefully get you know into some reading again soon and, and I'll be bringing you some hot wrecks I hope so um yeah uh, watch this space <laughs> Well, in the meantime, we are very much looking forward to Laura Kay's new book. Laura Kay was on the podcast not long ago um, to tell us about her book, The Split. And in an incredibly prolific move, she is promoting her second book already, which is called Tell Me Everything. And um, the blurb says identity issues, parental abandonment, fear of commitment. And that's just the therapist. Um, so if that's not major intrigue, then I don't know what is. So um, hopefully Laura will um, join us back on the podcast when the time is right. I believe that is coming out, I think, next spring. And um, we can we can talk about it then. Very much looking forward to that because I really enjoyed the split. Yeah, yeah. I love the split. I think, you know, anything she produces is going to be good. So, yeah, looking forward to that. That will be fun. Um, speaking of podcasts and being as as we are one, do you have any podcast recs? Well, Obviously, the thing that is completely just ruling my life, and sometimes there are queer episodes, most of the time not, but, oh God, it could be no other. It's my OG. I've talked about it all the time. It's heavyweight, and it's the new season. And can I just say, talking of being obsessed, I am completely zest and undressed by this podcast. I love it so, so, so much. Whenever I even have a slight moment of doubt that it could be a weaker episode, I am completely slapped down. No, it is not going to be what you think. There is going to be a major twist in the tale. There is going to be major developments and it's going to just blow my socks off. Yeah, that's what I always think with it. There's often you you get it, not often, but sometimes one will start and you'll be like, where's this like is this, how is this interesting yet? Like, you know, it's always like a bit interesting, like somebody's life, whatever, but like, yeah. you're like, why is this the choice? Why have they chosen to talk to this person? And then bam, and you're like, whoa. And like, it just, it's just such great, like uh, Storytelling. life stories and, you know, things that happen to people. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a good podcast. It's so good. Yeah. And I have such respect for, um, Jonathan Goldstein, who produces it and presents it because he works on these stories for years at yeah. a time. And then, you know, they're just revealed to us in their finished form. And, you know, as somebody, you know, as much as we think this is the best podcast ever, um, we just kind of do it. Do we're, it? We're, we would do it. We do it and we're done. Yeah, excuse me. We do. <laughs> um, um, he is somebody that 
you know, he really does treat it like almost like it's a movie. It's like so much work and so much time and so much sort of character development and working with all of um, the people involved um, and, you know, the sort of characters in inverted commas that he tells these stories about. And it just, it's absolutely unreal. And the last couple in particular have been really, really good. And they've been sort of longer, longer form stories that have gone across two episodes so if you haven't listened to heavyweight i'm probably the most jealous of you that i've ever been because you've got probably like three or four series of like pure audio gold so please go and enjoy that and then also um in terms of um queer podcasts um annie max podcast changes billy porter um was on that today that was released i listened to that today and on the subject of um hiv like you were talking about earlier they talk about um living with HIV and um, healing um, sort of emotionally through the process of telling Pray Tell's story and um, sort of um, living life again through that character and having that kind of um, catharsis and, and healing through through that through that process and talking about um, the work that they're doing now. They've got some music out, they're doing some more stuff on Broadway and um, just the kind of lessons that they have learned from you know a life well lived and um yeah what 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 they know and how they've changed over the years and how the world has changed around them so I think it's really really interesting and he also um does a bit of singing which is always nice so listen to that if you are so inclined and also on the subject of adjacent house of Gucci um law we have um ridley scott on wtf with mark Marin, um who talks about a lot of his films but especially um touches on house of gucci um obviously because that is like the main one that is happening at the moment i didn't realize that ridley scott was like uh, no shade to ridley scott but quite old yeah been around been around a while yeah 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 i mean yeah yeah been, been making films for ages you know so i mean yeah make, makes sense to me but yeah like you know you know, he made Alien, so and that came out in '79. So you know, yeah, he's eighty. Yeah. He's eighty-three. So yeah, God bless. And um, also from South Shields, we love that. Nice, yeah. They're just some facts that I've got about Ridley Scott. Some Ridley sure Scott knew, facts. There you go. Um, so yeah, they're they're my they're my few podcasts that I've got going on. Um, what have you listened to? Is there anything that you've been enjoying? Yeah, I was going to just bring one new one to the table because um, I've been like struggling with podcasts recently where I feel like I don't have any new ones and I only listen to like my ones which I love but I've been like oh I need some I want like more you know different ones and stuff and I've discovered um, and I've been listening to a few episodes of 60 songs that explain the 90s um, which is hosted by Rob Havilla who's like a staff writer from The Ringer um, and basically he just like picks a song there's like a different song each episode um, from the 90s and he just like does some really like great like music journalism about the band and about what was going on at the time and like uh the song itself but then also just like all around each song and band um, and then um, at the end of it he always plays the song as well which is really fun there's like there's the scope is so great so like I've listened to the one for um I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys I've listened to the what's my age again Blink-182 one the Jim Blossom's Hey Jealousy um the uh, Boys to Men End of the Road um so uh, Weezer say it ain't so like just loads of great like bangers big big bangers 
um yeah great songs and he's he's so good and the research is amazing and you learn so much about like all these different musicians and like the process of the songs and what was going on for the bands and loads of stuff I didn't know um and I love to like hear about process and um like about around the songs is really like a fun thing to me and I'm loving it like and I'm really like pleased because there's loads of episodes and um I uh, love to have, you know, when you discover one and then you're like, oh, I've got so many apps to like listen to. Sadly, obviously, there's only going to be oh, 60, yeah. there's only going to be 60, which is sad, um, but they're still coming out. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, which, um, well, one of the more recent ones that's been released, which I haven't actually listened to yet, because um, I've been saving it for like when I'm when I'm ready, is uh, My Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion. That's oh, well. <laughs> So, you know, I've got to listen to that one. Um, and I think I think that'll be my next one. Um, but yeah, I yeah think- we'll re- report report back for next week if there's any sort of tidbits that we didn't know. And if it mentions that weird like doll basement, because we <laughs> need to know that. So <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, I can really I can highly, highly, highly recommend it if you're into like learning about different songs and music and stuff. It's 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 really great. So yeah. What's it called? What's it called? Nice. 60 songs that explain the 90s okay that sounds amazing um especially um I know a lot of the story behind um Jim Blossom's Hey Jealousy it's a really sad story and yeah. uh, so um yeah there's there's always these sort of interesting backstories that we hardly ever get to hear but that's one that I know a bit about so maybe I'll start there because um I'm obsessed with that song so um yeah. I will start with that um yeah lovely great who's the who's the journalist who presents it Rob Harvilla works at the ringer so um yeah state like it's an american podcast so yeah no and he's great he's funny um and uh, I, I like i like listening to him and then he also always so he starts chatting about the song and stuff then he has like someone come on and they discuss the song and then he okay. plays the song so yeah i feel like we should we should pick this up in the uk and do like pj and duncan and spice <laughs> girls and stuff like that well, I'm hoping that they'll then do like 60 songs that explain the noughties, um, which would be, but maybe we should do 60 songs that explain the noughties because that's like our wheelhouse a bit more. It, like when really, we it really and truly is. I mean, I went back to um, Sheffield on Saturday and just, you know, walking past Embrace, um, I felt transported to... <laughs> a different time and we were we were talking so I I met up with some friends that I went to uni with and um we were talking about how it was very like the look you know because we've talked about the look before we were talking about this um last week on the podcast where we were talking about like the indie cindy thing and we were talking about how also it probably came a bit after the indie thing but it was when like corporate office wear to the club was like a look and I don't think we ever like massively did it, but definitely other people did. And it would be like a peplum dress with like a pencil skirt bit, with, like one of those peplum bits all the way around. And then it would be like probably like a wedge court shoe. And then it would be like a scraped back bun in one of those like donut spongy things. Right. And like a blazer and a handbag that's like on a chain. Shit. And it's like when you've got the board meeting at 10 and the club at 11, that was the look that was the look and it was very quite severe serious that is a really odd choice isn't it like really weird trend I always hated fucking peplums (laughs) always hated them (laughs) you're a fucking peplum don't make me wear a peplum um yeah and you didn't uh, you didn't you did not conform no I did not no (laughs) 
Um, yeah, no, that's so true. It was that, that luckily a very flash in the pan moment for fashion, I feel. Um, but sadly, one that we were in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what did endure, I think, was wearing that like Topshop boyfriend blazer yeah. to the club. Yeah, the that, blazer. That endured for many years lasted a long time yeah in some ways it's still here isn't it the blazer in so, some ways it is like yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be above it if the time was right yeah wherever your blazer shall fall <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um yeah so um it was it was very nice to be um, reminded of those sweet sweet memories and I could almost hear Tayo Cruz coming yes. out of the vents and yes. embrace as I, I walked past I was gonna say and and this and this and this the, <laughs> the slight sound of tiny tempo was ringing in your ears <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, speaking of Tiny Temper and other absolute bangers, what is your track of the week? Um, my track of the week this mo- this morning. Okay. My <laughs> yes. track of the week today is um less of a banger and more of like um I normally go for the bangers, to be honest, but um this is more of a kind of like it it bangs in a sense, but it's more kind of nostalgic and I am so like out of the loop with what is new music what is old music like what is happening when that I just now I just sort of discover things when I discover them and I have no idea um which is sort of new for me because I didn't used to be like that but maybe it's just I'm getting old but um it is the song like I used to by Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen and I don't know how long that has been out there but um I like that song and I also am really loving when um two women who are like quite big hitters in the music industry are linking up and doing songs together it's happening with Taylor Swift Phoebe Bridges happening with Sharon Van Etten Angel Olsen happening with Muna and Phoebe Bridges again so you know we love to see it and we love to hear it and it is very nostalgic and um it's a good song i like it yeah i love that song it's so great and i love both both of them stunning artists so good and like yeah that song's so 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 such a good duet like and just really like yeah it's quite i mean it's not a banger but it's kind of it's kind of bangery like in its own way yeah know? it's kind like of bangery it, but it's, it's not it's, it's not sort of like it's more pop adjacent than like yeah Pop, pop, but like say. it's bangery in the sense of like it's like quite rousing you know it's quite like yeah. emotional yeah. which I really like yeah it's a great yeah. great great choice I love that thank you so much how about you so mine is also uh is an absolute uh banger um and is the new Mitski single um I love Mitski absolutely obsessed um and personally she cannot do any wrong um to me um musically <laughs> and her she's released two tracks from her new album the most recent one she's released is called the only heartbreaker and it is so good like i cannot stop listening to it and like i just heard it the first time i heard it um i was just like you know when you hear you hear like a song and you go oh this is gonna be one of my songs <laughs> and it's so good and it just like gets this like bit it's got like really like loud piano-y synthy like sounds kind of like 80s poppy in the middle um and it just uh goes really hard and I'm I'm here for it so that is my track of the week do you follow Mitski bot on twitter yes of course I do <laughs> I feel like I could be Mitski bot <laughs> um if anyone does yeah if, if anyone doesn't um follow Mitski bot and um 
likes Mitski. It's a great follow. Um, it is Mitski lyrics every hour with no context. And I always find that I find them when I need them. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Mitski comes to you when you need her most. <laughs> really and truly, really and truly. Um, so yeah, stunning, stunning wrecks all around. Um, unsurprisingly, well done us. And um, on the other end of the spectrum, anything that you are less enthused about anything that's grinding your gears anything that's really got you all riled up and not in a good way it is time for another i don't agree with it another week another i don't agree with it lucy what has been getting under your skin this week okay this one is um like (laughs) you're gonna be like well it's like a bit it's not made up but like it does really annoy me like i know why it happens but i but i but i just don't like it so this is actually um I was reminded of when I watched that film, Handsome Devil. Um, and this is a thing that people do in the <laughs> film industry when they make films too. Uh, and, and it makes complete sense why they do it, but I really don't agree with it. And that is that whenever um, there's like a shot of people in a car, um, and let's say there's two, there's like, so in this, in the film, there was mom and dad and then the kid in the back and he sat in the middle on it. He's the only one in, in the car in the back and he sat in the middle that would never happen <laughs> who's yeah, doing just that no one is ever choosing no one is ever choosing to sit in the middle <laughs> it's not happening no. and obvi- obviously it's happening because that's so you can fucking see him so he's in the shot i get it yeah. and like that happens all but it happens all the time and every single time i see it i'm like no <laughs> this 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 film yeah. has lost it for me i can't buy into this deceit <laughs> <laughs> They've let me down, anymore. they've let themselves down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just don't God, I think the last time I've been like um, in the middle is probably when we um, went to France on holiday and we were all taking turns for who should be in the middle. Oof, yeah. And it was a tr- it was a truly hideous experience being in the middle when uh, there was like five of us and like eighteen suitcases and like bags of crisps and ants everywhere. So. <laughs> I don't want to be in the middle again. I'm too old for the middle. Yeah, that was that was a that was a trip. Yeah, like um yeah, no one wants to be in the middle and it's if you've got the whole back seat you're you're actually a psychopath if you're sitting in the middle. I'm sorry, but yeah, so I don't agree with it at all. Um and if I ever my pipe dreams come true and I get to direct my movie, you won't be seeing any of that. <laughs> so no. I was just thinking about how there's probably um, a Twitter account called The Middle, which is just like tweets from the middle seat. Uh, that would be good. Like that, that's probably a thing that exists. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Um, full if, full if of it, ideas. Full of ideas. Um, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what do you not agree with this week? Um, well, I, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I sort of like don't agree with myself, but I've done a few of these, even though we know that I agree with myself, but like, sometimes I, I I do the wrong thing and um what I don't agree with um this week is how many hours of my life I've lost to the West Wing how much of it have you watched then in the past bit of time I've watched 24 episodes and they're all an hour long so that's quite a lot so that's one whole day of your life <laughs> yeah yeah and you know normally you'd be sleeping for half of that wouldn't you so it's just like it's um mistakes mistakes have been made and you know and also I kind of hate myself for it because it is so like because it's quite old as well there's just these things in it that I can't unsee where it's so it's so like loves America the most and it and it loves it 
so much that it's like this sort of like cheesy sort of like uh, almost like uncomfortably like jingoistic sort of um depiction where ever anyone says something it's just like like it's like rousing like music to be like everyone has done the right thing yet again and it's just like bless america it's just not real life it's not like realistic and um i don't know and some of the things don't pass the vibe check but I was expecting that reasonably you know because it came out in 1999 um but yet here I am still um completely completely locked completely locked in and it's happening and there are seven seasons and I will be watching them all so um I know that that's probably a mistake and yet here I sit Look, you know, people, it's one of the shows that's talked about, you know, so it's fine. And, you know, it's good to have a show. So at least you've got one. I don't have a show at the moment. That's upsetting me. But um, okay, I, I would I would recommend it. But it's just it's such a commitment. And once you're in, it's really just you, you're in. But what I will say, the absolute standout performance has to be Alison Janney as CJ, because Alison Janney is just chef's kiss and she's chef's kiss <laughs> so um yeah watch it for alice and janney um and stay for alice and janney is what i'll say okay good good wreck i like that and that is it for another episode of queer longing 101 dalmatians and as ever we have not changed our spots we are still the same huns that we have always been and will always be and um you can get in touch with us in the usual ways um if there's anything that you don't agree with if you've got any queer book recs podcast recs um any just like funny things that you want to tell us um please get in touch we are at queer longing on twitter and on instagram and we are queer longing at gmail.com um also if you are um, an author if you've got any um great queer books coming out and you want to share that with us do let us know um, we would love to have a chat to you we'd love to um have you on and we will be back again next week and yes it will be december and will it be a christmasy episode very likely because we are two huns that love Christmas and we can't be sorry about that. And there'll be Christmas content for the next probably four episodes. And if we can't Christmas on our own podcast, then where can we Christmas, Lucy? Oh, absolutely. Tis the season. So, uh, yeah, we'll be sprinkling joy. And what what they, God, my brain is so dead. What do they, what do they say? Joy and tidings of comfort Tid- and tidings. joy. <laughs> oh right yeah yes, yes. <laughs> i was going with tidings but because tidings sounds quite seasonal glad tidings glad, glad tidings shall be coming your yeah. way absolutely um yeah that that'll be fun you'll hear the little jingle bells all over again so while we bring our um tidings down from the loft um in time for next week's episode we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until then uh, goodbye bye, bye. Oh yeah, no, I know that book. Um, I've got it. I've, I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> and the Oscar goes too. Um... <laughs> so much. Um, she's, she's treading the boards. <laughs> she truly is. 